You know, while you have every reason to not trust in men, you have every reason to trust in God. Man is a liar. They cheat you, they lie to you, they deceive you, they mislead you, they manipulate you. God doesn't do any of these things. Have you ever been to a job interview? They tell you what your job will be, what is the requirements, what the hours are, all of that stuff. And then you start the work and they tell you, oh, by the way, we're going to have you work one week in the month. And by the way, you're also going to be needing to stay a few extra hours on this day and on that day. And by the way, we need you to run some errands for the CEO because we need to do this and we need to do that. And by the way, we're going to need da 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 all this additional stuff that was not part of the initial requirement, but is only told to you after you signed the contract and after you began the employment. See, if they told you all of that stuff in advance, you might have not been hired there. You might have not agreed to work for that company. But now that they already got you, now you already began, you already planned your life around it, you already rescheduled your things, you might have gotten a new apartment, you've already in that environment, in that boat, and now they tell you, oh, by the way, there's some fine print that you have not heard before. Why would you ever trust in men? I mean, and what are you going to do? You're going to quit? You already got the job. You already turned down every other, you know, uh, every other application, every other job interview. You already told them, no, thank you, already got a job. You've set your whole life around it, and now you realize it's actually worse than you've been told. I've been there with a bunch of stuff, actually. I once was a part of a network marketing scheme. You know, during the presentation, when they were recruiting, they said, well, you're going to have your own shop, you're going to shop from your own shop, and you're going to have to spend between 150 to 300 bucks a month on your own products. I was like, well, you know, it's kind of stiff, but it's not that much. You know, if it's my own business, I guess I can spend 300 bucks a month. But guess what? As soon as I joined the business, launched my own little extension of that network marketing, now they tell me, well, we know we said it's 300, but actually everybody who takes their business seriously spends about 900 bucks a month. 900 bucks? Wait, you told me it was 150 to 300, and now you want me to spend 900? And even when I did raise it up to 600 bucks a month on my own business, they still looked down on me and said, well, maybe we can go over your budget again. We can rearrange your budget and see how you can spend more money on your own business. What a lie. What a ripoff. Why would you ever trust people like that? And, and if they talk about character and integrity, you lie to your own people, your own distributors that you recruit for your business and you lie to them. Why would I believe any other word that proceeds out of your mouth? But that's not a one-time thing, that's every man. To some extent, to some degree, nobody wants to tell you the full picture because they know you will say no. <laughs> the banks, there's always a fine print. There's always a hidden fee. There's always something that is hidden from you until it's time when you try to resign, when you try to quit and they tell you, uh-uh-uh, no can do. You want to quit? Well, you're going to have to pay us a penalty. Well, you want to close your account? Well, we're going to have to take 25% of your fee. You want to... No, there's always something. There's always a hidden agenda. There's always a manipulation. There's always a trap. But not with God. See, God tells you very clearly up front what it is going to cost you. See, we're even told in the book of Matthew chapter 10. In actually 10 and 16, in chapter 10, it says, 
whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. See, he tells you, listen, you want to follow me? Those are the terms. You cannot love your father, mother, sister, brother, daughter, son more than me. If you want to be with me, if you want to work for me, I must be number one in your heart. I must have all of your love. Just like Abraham, remember, he was willing to sacrifice his own son for the love of God. Hallelujah. And what does Matthew 16 says? Yeshua told his disciples, If anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself. Pick up his cross and follow me. Why do you pick up your cross? Because you are about to be killed on that cross. And again, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Yeshua does not try to color it pink or paint it nicely, make it shiny and try to manipulate you into following him. He doesn't tell you it's going to cost less than it actually does so that later you realize, oh man, this is more expensive than I thought. I don't know if I can afford this. Actually, he tells you the exact opposite in Luke chapter 14. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Don't you sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough capital to complete it? If you don't, then when you have laid the foundation but cannot finish, all the outlookers start making fun of you and say, this is the man who began to build but couldn't finish. So every one of you who doesn't renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is excellent. But even if the salt becomes tasteless, what can be used to season it? It is fit for neither soil nor manure. You throw it out. Those who have ears that can hear, let them hear. See, Yeshua tells you, this is going to be pricey. This is going to cost you. How much? Everything. Your father, your mother, your son, your daughter, your brother, your, your sister. Pick up your cross. Deny yourself. Whatever it is that you were going to do, stop. Say no. Deny yourself. You want to go astray after your own heart? Deny yourself. He doesn't tell you he's going to kill you. No, he's going to give you life, but on his terms, on his conditions. When you're in the military, you don't eat whenever you want, whatever you want. You eat whatever they give you, whenever they give it to you. You want to be in God's military? Well, why should it be any different? Your father knows what you need. He will take care of you on his terms, in his time. Are you willing to submit to that authority? Are you willing to do what he wants? He tells you the cost. He doesn't try to sugarcoat it. Those who will lose their life for my sake, those who will destroy their life, some translations say, are you willing to destroy your life, to lay it down for the sake of Yeshua, for the sake of your Creator, Adonai? He doesn't tell you, you might have to. He doesn't say you're going to just, you know, go to church once a week and, you know, just give some tithes and offering, just, you know, sing a few songs here and there. No, he doesn't tell you that. He lays it down and says, listen, if you don't want to count the cost, don't follow. It ain't for you. But he tells you that. See, like I said, every reason 
to not trust men, every reason to trust God. And many of you, even when it doesn't have to do with business, let's talk about your marriage, for example. Did you really know everything about your wife and her medical history, about her parents, about her hidden agendas, about her spiritual background, about her mental issues, about her you know, anxieties, about her childhood traumas before you married her? No. You just looked, you just looked at it, you liked the way the box looks like, and you said, I do, out of your own sexual attraction and sexual desires, has nothing to do with your wife. You just like the, way, the shape, the way it looks. But after you get married, now you realize what the real requirements are. I'm tired. Can you do this and this and that and this and all her social clubs and she has to spend 2000 a month on manicures and pedicures and hair coloring and all that other mess and she wants to have time with her girlfriend and a ladies night out and she wants this and she needs that kind of car and she's accustomed to that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, you didn't know all of that, did you? But you said yes because you were horny. See, everyone in this world will manipulate you to some degree at some point. We all do it. Even if we don't want to, it's in our rebellious nature. We all manipulate because we want what we want and we're selfish. And because we want what we want and we're selfish, we're willing to step on whoever we need in order to make it happen. See, I watched an episode of the Andy Griffith show. There was a woman who pretended to be sick because she wanted her pills. Now, the pharmacist, he was wise. He gave her sugar pills, but she believed it, right? Because he knew she's full of it, right? She just wants the attention. Oh, woe is me. I'm so sick. Oh. And, and then everybody brought her soup. She has two full tables of food. Chicken and roast beef and, and soup and you name it, right? And then they realize, right? We talk about it with the new pharmacist that her condition isn't real. And the, the old pharmacist just gave her sugar pills as a placebo effect because he said it's not in her body, it's in her mind. But then the, you know, the sheriff goes back to the pharmacy and he says, well, she's sick. And the pharmacist said, but how is that possible? You know, I, I, it's always been those sugar pills. She always got them. And he says, well, no, actually, this time it's not her head, it's her stomach. She ate all of that food that people got her and now she's actually sick. <laughs> See, that's what you do to yourself. You make up a condition... And by living in that fake condition, you create a real condition for yourself. All that craving attention, all that fake placebo disease. Oh, what with me? I'm sick. I don't feel good. I this, I that. My, my mama told me. My daddy told me. All of that. You love living in the past. You love using anything and everything that you can in order to manipulate. Especially women. Never trust a woman that is unholy. A woman that is not a follower of God. Because they're the worst. Remember, it was Eve that deceived Adam, that led Adam. Eve was deceived and led Adam. It wasn't Adam who led Eve down the wrong path. It's always the woman. Every movie you watch, it's always the woman trying to seduce, trying to deceive, trying to manipulate. No man can resist my charm. It's always a siren, always a Jezebel. And there's a reason to it, because it's true. If it wasn't true, it wouldn't be everywhere all of the time. <laughs> And yet you fall for it. And, and for the one good thing, the only one who actually tells you what the cost is, up front, the one who is honest with you, the one who respects you enough to not try to manipulate you into agreeing to his terms, he's the only one that you say no to. And yet if everybody else told you everything up front, 
you might say yes to them. <laughs> maybe not, maybe yes, but at least they would be honest, but they're not. So you would rather follow a dishonest scammer, a liar, a cheater, someone who manipulates you, someone that you know you cannot trust, but yet you put your trust in them, and you would not trust the only one that you can actually trust. The one who knows everything about you and loves you and wants the best for you. He created you. Obviously, if he created you, he created this entire world for you. All the vegetation, all the fruits, the vegetables, the weather, the sun, the moon, the gravity, the magnetic field of the earth. This planet was designed specifically for life. Any astrophysicist will tell you just how unique planet earth is. There is no other planet like our planet. All the conditions necessary just to allow life to exist, not to mention what kind of life, our life, as advanced intellectually and spiritually that we are. And yet you think God does not know what you need? You think God will not give you food? God will not give you drink? God will not give you rest? What kind of perverted thought is this? Because you're looking at God through the spectacles of the world, through the binoculars of men. See, you look at men with the binoculars of God and look at God through the eyes of men. And that by itself doesn't even make sense. You treat God worse than you treat men. You treat men better than you would treat God. You know, Stephen said in the other podcast, you kiss your boss's butt for anything. Even if you're not asking for a raise. Yes, boss. No, boss. Yes, boss. Well, I'm sorry, boss. What can I do? Boss, 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 boss. Push, 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 push. You treat your boss, your human boss, your sinner boss, the one who lies to you, abuses you, the one who steals commissions from you. You treat him better than you treat your maker. Well, what do you think God is going to do to you? You brought this on yourself. You brought judgment on yourself. You made your bed and you will lie in it. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart of of a life spent with you. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely. All together worthy. All together wonderful to me. So highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created, all for love's sake became poor. Here I am to worship. Here I am, bow down. Here I am, say that you're my God. 
Together, wonderful to me. 